You are about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Luke 17, 11 to 19, where our Lord Jesus said to the lepers, Go show yourselves to the priest. And we have on record that they went, showed themselves to the priest, they were healed, and one came back. And the Bible says, with a loud voice, glorifying God. And in response to that, Jesus asked the question and said, were there not ten cleansed? How come it is only one? He said, where are the other nine? The first thing we pick from that is that if you don't make effort, you will fall into ingratitude. You see, when you see proportions and numbers in scripture, how many of us did statistics here? You did a bit of statistics. Okay, what it tells you is probability. It means that one or rather nine out of every ten people are ungrateful. The scripture is a documentary. It records, you know, things that project. So you and I have to press in into that one. Ten were healed. Only one came back. Not 50-50. It means that every day you and I, I must struggle to maintain, like they say, an attitude of what? Gratitude. Ingratitude is natural. It's a default position. I must make effort. Praise the Lord. Very important. And as we glorify God and thank the Lord, we saw that there was more and that there was a benefit. Many times we think when we have a transaction and engagement with someone and we receive a little benefit, Then we either begin to disrespect or, you know, disregard the person because you think you've gotten what you want. But you could see that these people, 10 of them were healed, but only one was made whole. Now, what that whole means, we don't know, but we can be sure that he got born again. Praise the Lord. What that means is that this man, whatever he was, life will throw him. He had received the word from Jesus to overcome. Praise the Lord. But like um, Reverend Bajan made mention on, on Sunday, very important. These 10 people, after they got healed, that's when they saw problems they didn't see before. You know, when they were lepers, they didn't bother about fashion. They didn't bother about feeding. They didn't bother about friends. They didn't bother about family. Everybody was away from They didn't even bother whether they were smelling. The moment they got healed, they knew they were smelling. They needed a bath. They needed clothes. Then they needed to go and visit their in-laws. They needed to visit. So problems will always be there. Praise the Lord. It was in the book of Job that it says that as sparks fly upwards, so are the troubles of a man. It will always be there. Before they got healed, they were outcasts. They couldn't come near human beings. So they had no reason to visit anybody. Nobody cared how they looked. But the moment they got healed, they saw that they needed glasses. They needed shoes. They needed this and that. And that was what overwhelmed them. It wasn't that if they, they meant in their minds to, to be ungrateful. Praise the Lord. We have to be careful. Praise the Lord. We have to be careful. And we saw when this man returned, he was made whole. May we all be made whole in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I want to take from there because the Bible says... He came back glorifying God with a loud voice. 
I want to take from there and just go quickly to some meditation that I believe God will have us meditate upon. And then we'll still come back to, you know, the things that um, we were taught on Sunday by, you know, uh, the reverend. In Genesis 1, verse 26 to 28, a passage we are very, very acquainted with. Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. 28. Then God blessed. Okay, notice here. God made man and said, this is what man is going to do. Then 28, the Bible says, then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the earth, over every living thing that moves on the earth. I want us to learn something here, which ties into what happened to the Samaritan. You see, to end or to achieve successfully in any venture, it's imperative, it's essential that you know why that thing, that venture is there in the first place, or that product. You see, these ten men said to Jesus, heal us. Isn't that what they said? Praise God. And I believe, you know, Reverend was right. When they got healed, they saw their need for other problems, and it became the next pursuit. Praise the Lord. But one man asked himself, what was my journey? I wanted to be what? Healed. And my healing, what does it imply? What in the New Testament, twice, the Lord made it clear to us that sickness was what? An opportunity to demonstrate the power of God. And why does God demonstrate his power? That he might be glorified. So, in, in the case of Lazarus, when Lazarus was reported, you know, sick unto death, what did Jesus say? He said, this sickness is not unto death, but what? That the glory of the Lord may be what? Revealed. Okay? So, this leper, when he went and got healed, what did he do? He came back and fulfilled the purpose for his healing with a loud voice glorify God. The other nine up till now, we don't know. Now, going back to Genesis, verse 126. God said, let us make man in our image. In fact, I like the way New King James said, then God said. You see, before you say something, you're thinking something. Praise the Lord. Before you say, you think. There was a reason God said, let's make man. Okay, we're going to get to that. And he said, let's make this man in our image, in our likeness. And let this man have dominion. All of that is what he's saying. But what he's thinking, we're going to get to it. And he went on, and in verse 28, the Bible says, God went from what he was saying. And bless this man he made, isn't it? And said, be fruitful, multiply. Now, just like the other nine lepers that didn't come back. You and I can occupy our days with verse 28 of Genesis chapter 1. 
where it says, then God said to man, be fruitful. When you hear most people preach from that Genesis chapter, they are telling us where to be fruitful, where to multiply. And it is true. But the problem with that is this. A lot of people are being fruitful and multiplying, but they are not bringing glory to God. You see, if we're getting it right, if it flowed, then only those who God is happy with, let me use that word, will be fruitful and multiplying. But you see, we have anchored in something, which is what is exactly what happened with these ten lepers. The other nine lepers went and they started sorting out their problems. But the one who healed them was waiting for the master to say, were there not ten? It means he was expecting ten back. Are you with me? Now God, when he created you and I, had a desire. Sir, do you have a mirror in your house? Okay, let me ask you. Now you have a mirror in your house. Many mirrors. I have many in my house. When you look at the mirror, what do you want to see? You want to see a good image. And then when it is good, what do you do? When you look at this side and this side and things are falling off there, you're very happy, Abby. No, I mean disappearing. Uh-huh. It's melting away. That anointing is here. Receive it now. Uh-huh. It's melting away, melting away. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. When God said, let me make man in my image, you know what he said? God wants to be looking at you and be smiling. God wants to be looking at man and be finding pleasure. The reason God made man, God has no need. Let's not forget, he's omnipotent. He's omniscient, he's omnipresent. But God decided, I will get a mirror. And I will want to look at it. And when I look at it, I want to see my hair made. And then I will smile. Now when he did all of that, verse 28, he now blessed man and said, be fruitful, multiply. And then in that same 26, he said, let them have dominion over the fish of the, over the bed. So you know why he said that? He said that so that no fish can stop you from reflecting his image. No beast of the field can hinder you. God said nothing will keep you from being what I created you to be. But the problem is that man has forgotten what God made him to be. God didn't, in essence, make us to be blessed. He made us to be in his image and in his likeness. Now, but to achieve that, we will need to walk in that. But you can walk in so-called blessing and not bring his image. The nine lepers got healed, but they brought no glory to God. But one got healed and brought glory to God. And then you could see that God said, you are whole. It meant that for the rest of the lives of those ones, until maybe later or maybe at the feeding of the you know, multitude, they got born again. They had healing, but they didn't have wholeness. And the reason is from the beginning, they did not know why. If there is someone listening to me and you're sick, tell the Lord you will gain glory from my healing. If there is someone you're broke, tell the Lord you will gain glory from my prosperity. You see, God can solve the whole problem of man yesterday. But the problems are not really problems because he knows he can. You know, when we think about some of these problems we have in the country, the end of the Christian is not death. 
That's why we have to have things in perspective. You know, like some of these communities that have, you know, suffered attack from, you know, all these um, bandits and, you know, uh, headsmen and terrorists. It's important that the message of the gospel is taken to them. Because whether it is full and headsmen that is killing, if you're not born again, you're not born again. The fact that it's terrorists that kill somebody does not send him to heaven. Do you understand? So the issues must be, is the gospel being preached? Because the Bible is complete. Jesus warned us. He said, do not fear. Do not worry about the one that can only kill the body. What's he saying? He's saying, fear God no matter the circumstance. Because God is not asking you, what was the provocation? No, he doesn't. You know why? Because he himself has said, I will never what? leave you nor forsake you whatever the circumstance there is what he wants to do but then if we don't understand why we are not here to have unquote victory we're here to glorify him that's what i'm trying to say tonight he said then god said why did god say he wanted to be glorified if you come with me quickly to revelation chapter 4 verse 10 11 Talking about the worship of the four beasts and the twenty and four elders. He said then, the twenty and four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, He said you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Why? He said for you created what? You see, this is where it's telling us. And he says, and by your will. Can you give us King James? And by your will they exist. That existence saying they remain. King James will say, and for your pleasure, they are current. And we're what? Created. So why am I ah? I am ah that I may what? Give glory and honor and praise to him. That is the background of my life. That is the background of your life. Before you were born, God knew you. Do you know that? He said to Jeremiah, before I formed thee, I knew thee. So why did he introduce you into this world? So that your journey on this earth will bring him glory. If you understand that, child of God, your victory will be sweeter. I'm telling you. Because for every situation you find yourself, you know what you're fighting for. You know what you're fighting for. Genesis 1 to say, then God bless and say, be fruitful, multiply. Replenish the earth. Yes, that is very important. But if you don't see the part of glorifying him or being in his image, the enemy can come in between. And you will be fruitful, unquote, multiplying, unquote, but you will not now be reflecting his image. That's why you can steal and make money. That's why those people can steal billions. Truly, if you hear the type of money that's stealing, is that not multiplication? Someone joins civil service and has 50,000 naira. And then he steals 5 billion. Hasn't he multiplied? He has multiplied now. But is he anyhow like God? Is he anyhow in the image of God? Praise the Lord. Recently you may have seen in the news many of uh, some, you know, Islamic houses where they keep people in chains and lock them up, you know, with iron bars and all of that. And one of the men that his child was there, didn't have a problem. He said, why are they disturbing him? Because this man has 80 children. Is he not multiplying? You, you, you don't want to multiply again. Are you seeing it now? Do you understand what I'm saying? He, he, he can send his children, you know, to Almagiri. He can send them anywhere. 
He has 80. What's that? He can donate some to Boko Haram. Donate some to ISIS. Donate, you know, he doesn't care. He has 80 children. But you see, is he in any way? Will God look at him and smile and say, I'm glad I made Adamu? No. So he's carrying out functions, but he's not fulfilling why. Praise the Lord. Now for the believer, our safety and our strength is in why. When the man was healed, he said, this is what I need to do with healing. I have to go and give glory. And that's why the Bible says he returned with a loud voice. He meant from far, he started shouting. And everybody who looked at him, don't forget he was still in touch. He was healed in body, but he was still wearing leper's clothing. But his voice was loud. He didn't mind drawing attention to him as long as glory was going to God. When you're concerned about God, what happens to you won't matter. Because then you will know truly that the Lord is your shepherd. Brethren, talking about Christians, when God refers to us, he calls us sheep. Sheep is the only animal in this, you know, classification that that has no defense system. The only defense system the sheep has is the shepherd. The only defense system. As long as the sheep follows the shepherd, it's okay. If there's a mountain and the lead sheep comes to the, um, is it cliff or edge or whatever now? And falls off. Okay. Do you know that the rest of the sheep. Will keep going and falling. They'll be hearing the other ones fall. Kaboom, kaboom. They'll keep falling. They don't have that sense. The only sense protection they have. Is that a shepherd is given to them. For the believer. Our protection is that the Holy Spirit is given to us. That's why we learned last Wednesday. Whatever he says to you what? Do it. It might sound foolish. Six days. You go marching around the walls of Jericho. They can drop stone. They can even use hot water and kill all of you. But that's what the shepherd said. And for six days they marched around. The seventh day they marched around seven times and shouted. The walls came down. They didn't use bulldozer. You know why? He's the shepherd of our soul. Whatever he says to us, he already has it what? Worked out. So tonight we are seeing from the scriptures that you and I God has a great calling for us. Greater than we could imagine. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, a believer finds himself in. Be assured that what God is looking for, he just wants to look at your response and smile. Note, he said, let us make man have in our image. It means what I say. According to our word, likeness. That word likeness is talking about character. It's talking about your response. It's talking about how you respond to situations that life throws you. And as long as God looks at those things and finds himself, you're a victor. As long as God watches you in those circumstances and sees those things, you're a victor. The victory might not be manifest the way men call victory. But be assured that your purpose is being fulfilled. That the joy of the Lord is being perfected in you. Praise the Lord. So we learned that lesson from that uh, leper that came back. He fulfilled the purpose. He knew. He knew. He said, this is why I'm healed. This is the victory over leprosy that God will be glorified. Father, we thank you for healings that will bring glory to your name. Doctors that will say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because of victories that you give in the area of healing. The second account we looked at was the stewardship. In Matthew 25, the talent. And in this account, we could see that the master, the Bible says, was going to a far place. 
And then he called his servants and distributed goods to them. He said to one he gave five, to one he gave two, and to one he gave one. And the Bible said, what was the determinant of the, or what measure did he use in giving them? He said to each according to what? Their ability. To each according to their ability. is very important. It means that what I have is the best I should have. What I have now, in fact, let me put that word now, is the best I should have. Because you could see that the one who had five later on had 11. But for that moment, five was his best. Where you are now is the best you should be now. But it's not your best. Now, the temptation of the enemy is for me to despise where I am now. And that was the offense or the negligence of the one who had won. Even though the Bible didn't say he complained he had won. But he didn't value where he had. So where I am is the best for me now. And until I see where I am as the best for me now, I cannot take steps forward. Which is part of the gratitude. Praise the Lord. The world will say, you know, play with the cards that life deals with, deals you. Is the, you can't play with another person's card. It's the card that is given to you. So you're born in Nigeria, play with it. It's amazing that with all the problems we're having in Nigeria, expatriates are still pressing to move into this nation. I don't know what I see. May the Lord open our eyes to see what they see. In the name of Jesus. It's amazing. You hear Zamfara, all of that. You go there, you see Chinese, you see Lebanese, you see um, French people. You're running from your village. You go to your village, you see them there. Because where we are now, we don't like it. But people are coming to where we are. Praise the Lord. So God, in his mercy, has given me the best for now. The best for now. He knows what I can handle. He trusts me with this and is looking to me to make the best of what I have. Another thing I picked from that quickly is that in that account, notice, because I tried to look, this man that got one, what was really his problem? Do you know they didn't ask them to trade with the talents? Look at the story. He, didn't, he just gave them. The only information they had was that he was going to a far place. That was the only information. So he gave them his goods and said, I'm going to a far place. Okay? The idea to trade and increase those goods was an initiative of each servant. But the thing there is this. The Spirit of God said, but if you were the owner of that talent, what would you do? I said, I'll trade with it. I want my talent to do what? To increase. So when the master gave them those talents, he expected, he was trusting them to say, you could be the owner. Are you with me? He was saying to them, you could be the owner. Now, that ownership is part of the problems we have in Nigeria. Most people see Nigeria as something to be robbed, something to be taken advantage of, something to make the best from. And everybody's treating her like that. How can there be prosperity for the nation? Even the people that steal our money, they don't even keep the money here, Baba. Meanwhile, you will not see an Indian buying a big house in Maitama. The highest you see them, serviced apartment, two bedroom. All their houses in India. Many years ago, when I was in the banking industry, NIB, Citibank now, they bought no properties in Nigeria. As rich as the bank was, they rent. Every bit of their profit goes back. They don't invest there. Then our own people won't also invest there. Many of this little money we have, we want to keep it abroad. And then we're saying, God, bless our country. When some people pray that prayer, God will just bless Canada. God bless our country. God will just bless UK. Because that's where your most, 
Didn't Jesus say where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be? Your leg is here, but your treasure is there. Praise the Lord. God expected these people to treat it as their own. So the man with five said, what will I do if I own this thing? He said, I'll trade with it. He went trading. The man with two said, what will I do if this were my own? He went to trade with it. The man with one, we're going to get to it. Let's finish this other two people. And as they traded, very important point that we learned from there. How many of us want more joy? How many of us think that if we get more things, we'll have more joy? That's what we think, right? Let me prove to you that more things don't bring more joy. Those people, the Bible never said they had joy. When joy was mentioned, was in response to faithfulness. It said, because you have been faithful over little, enter into joy. If you make the best of the little you have, joy will come. Have you seen a small child build a sand house? Do you see the fulfillment in the child? Joy is not in numbers. We learn this here. You see that beginning where God said, let us make man in our image and like, as you get to that point, as God smiles, you will have to smile. Praise the Lord. As God smiles over you, you, will, you can't help but smile. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter the circumstance you're in. If you're faithful in what God has put in your hand, joy will be your portion. But if you're counting, oh, the frustration of those who have many. Why are people stealing? Do you know what five billion is? Do you know how much that? But you see, if it could satisfy, they won't be stealing that much. But there's still five billion and they think it needs to be 50 billion. And then there's still 50 billion and they think it needs to be 100 billion. And then they kill a maim and get into office to stay four years. And then at the end of two years, three years, they cannot sleep until they are sure of the next four years. And then when they get the next four years, as seven years expiring, they cannot imagine somebody who is not their stooge being in that seat. So they either look for third term or they look for a mumu that they can remove control. You know why? They never got satisfaction because they were never faithful. When a man is faithful in what he's given, he'll be satisfied. That's why Mandela said, I'm not going for second term. He finished his assignment. Abi, when you finish your assignment, won't you submit it? The reason they want to remain is that they have not finished answer one. They gave them four answers. They have not finished one. Ten years has passed. That's why they are looking for third term, seventh term, all of the terms. Because they have never found joy. Because they never were faithful. Faithfulness. You know what? That is God's word. These are the things Christians learn. They learn the character, the underpinnings of God's word. It comes from faithfulness. I told you here the story about the young girl and the young boy who exchanged. The young boy had pebbles. The young girl had sweets. And the young girl said to the boy, I want your pebbles, your stones, you know, smooth stones. And the boy said, then give me your sweets. And the exchange, the girl gave all her sweets. The boy kept one pebble. In the night, the boy couldn't sleep. He would turn around and say, who knows how many sweets this girl kept back. Who knows how many sweets? Maybe she kept back five and gave me five. Or maybe she even kept back six and gave me five. Maybe this thing was even 20. And she kept back 15 and gave me five. So he couldn't sleep. The girl was sleeping soundly. Because she gave him all her sweets. The wicked. The Bible says there is no peace for the wicked. Like the raging sea. That's how they keep foaming. They can't have peace. These are Christian principles. If all the politicians learn this thing, life will be easier. There is no joy in more. 
But many times when we preach the gospel, we preach as if more will bring joy. You become a billionaire. No, the thousand you have, are you faithful in it? You don't come to church to be made billionaire. You come to church to be faithful, to reflect the image of God. And as you do that, you will find fulfillment. You will find joy. You will find beauty. The glory of the Lord will be upon you. That's what it's about. Because he had an intention. Then God said, let us, God said, I want to see myself. That's why the angels could say to God, what is man that you're mindful? If you put a mirror here now, this is how people will be walking. If this were a mirror. You're talking to them or this other. You know what? Everybody wants to see. God wants, God is mindful of us. Why? We are his image. And then when we go through trials and tribulations and circumstances, he's watching us to see whether in this situation we will display his image. It gives him joy. Praise the Lord. So joy is not responsive to quantity or faithfulness. The last man failed quickly. I mentioned this, you know, the last man failed because of his false knowledge of God. He said to the master, I knew you to be a hard man. That's what he said. And the Bible says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down of what? Imagination and every high thing that exalts itself. You see, once your knowledge of God is attacked, everything will fail. His premise was his master was a hard man. That's how come everything he did collapsed. When we say God is a hard man, you know what we're implying? I have to sort myself out. That's what he's saying. Many of us have worked for bosses that are hard men. I was hearing a story about somebody, I won't mention his name, very popular, you know, billionaire from the East, very popular, very generous, unquote, according to them, but he doesn't pay his staff. So his staff are still working for him, you know why? When he sends them on errands, they steal. That's the way he pays. Mm. But he doesn't pay. So he'll give them, you know, i give you 5 million gang, give this 5 million gang. So when they go, they give the people 3 million, collect two. But that monthly salary of 200,000, he won't pay. So they know their boss to be a hard man. So they're still from him to make. Many people have come to Christianity and they do all kinds of things to get God's blessing. Not knowing that God is good. God, let me hear you say God is good. God is good. If God says to me as a single lady, don't sleep with a man. He's not keeping me from marriage. He's keeping me from the beast. If I sleep with a man to marry... What I've done is that I've said to you, you're a hard man. You don't want me to marry. This man that wants to marry me said, unless we sleep together, he won't marry me. Let me sleep and marry you. Do you understand? That's simple. Once your theology, and many people who quote the scripture, you cannot be knocking on the doors of God. God bless me. God bless me. God loves you. He wants to bless you even before you woke up in the morning. He says, all these things were created for his what? Pleasure. You give him pleasure. In his presence is what? Fullness of joy. At his right hand are what? You balance there. It's God that will be initiating. It's God that will be initiating. It's God that will be putting things. Even reminding you. The Bible says he will give you the desires of your heart. That's the way he runs. Praise the Lord. So false knowledge of God was his problem. He said you're a hard man. That was the beginning of his problem. The second part flows from it. Is that he didn't know. How much God loved him. Because he said, if I take a risk, I will enter trouble. The truth is this, you know, our brother, Reverend Badger, 
He was very clear on that. And that's an important takeaway from Sunday 7. He said, when you share an opportunity, what do you do? Take a risk. Take a risk. Speak in that moment. Act in that moment. Sow in that moment. Give in that season. You never know. Pray for that sick person. Pray in that situation. Praise God. Declare the word of the Lord. Because God is faithful. You don't know. So the man said, I can't take a risk. This man will kill me. He was not perfected in the love of God. When you know how much God loves you, you know he can come to him as a child or come to the father. The mistakes a child presents to the father don't kill the child. It only matures the child. The father can say, oh, this is where you went wrong. Next time, don't do it this way. Do it that way. When you know it's your father you're dealing with. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise Jesus, somebody. So this season, we want, we just want to pray for ourselves and enter into where God wants us to be. God is lifting the church like the man declared. Surely God is lifting the church. There are seasons in every work God does. And I believe there is a new season. And this understanding is very important. Praise the Lord. You see, when you know what the struggle is about. I've mentioned here, the problem we used to have with African Nigerian football. Let me talk African football. Was that when we put 11 men in the match, they didn't know what the goal was. They did a lot of things. They had ball possession more. Entertainment of crowd more. Display of skill more. Technicality more. All of that more. But goals less. And then they won't make it to the next championship. But these other people will come. Those are Igbo people. Tum, tum. They'll be playing like, you know, police match. How many of us are the one that call police college match? Katum, katum. Go, one. Katum, katum. Who won the match? They won't say these people dribbled, bro. They say these people won. Why? They scored more goals. For you and I, the goal we are learning today is this. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now, as we focus on that, as we focus on that, let me tell you, dominion will be easy because situations will come that will want to compromise your image. The only way out will be that you walk in dominion. You know what happens? Then you can demand it. There is a way the power comes down. Praise the Lord, somebody. There is a way the power comes down. Daniel, Shadrach, you know, Meshach and Abednego. What happened to them? They would either compromise or go down. So they said, we won't compromise. We will not defile ourselves with the king delicacy. So the option was that they become famished and they kill them. So they achieved number one. What happened? Dominion. So the people who ate the king's delicacy and the people who ate beans and water, we don't know what actually they ate. They may have been drinking, Gary. You know, whatever it was they ate, the Bible says when examined, they were found out fatter and fresher. That's dominion. Dominion means, sir, you can bless that dinner of herbs and eat it and God will nourish your body. He will put vitamin A to kill inside of it. That's dominion. Are you getting what I'm saying? Dominion is you will not, they will trace, look at you. The outcome of your life will not match the impute. Because heaven is feeding you. Heaven is sorting you out. Heaven is intervening for you. That's what we have. As long as we pursue it. Dominion in that office. No matter. They might despise you but they'll respect you. You understand what I'm saying? They might discriminate and all of that. But they need you on their side. Because your word. (laughs) That's what the angels hearken unto. That's what it is. We now operate in dominion anywhere we are found. And that dominion is not selfish. It's dominion for his glory. It's dominion in his likeness. 
As we begin to do that, I tell you, nations, peoples will hold us and say, lead us to your God. These are basic things. Basic things. Basic things. Understanding why was I born? He gave birth to me to see himself in me. To hear himself. He wants when he is listening to me, I'm speaking his words. When I'm responding, I'm responding like him. So let's rise up on our feet. We're going to pray. And the prayer we're going to pray is um, a prayer that's very fundamental. In the book of Romans, the apostle Paul did a lot of theology. Teaching us about man, the fall of man and redemption. But in verse 12, sorry, chapter 12 from verse 1. He started making a connection. He put down, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you do what? Present your bodies, what? A living sacrifice. Let's stop there. Paul is saying here, I beg you, God had something in mind when he made you. Say, give your life back to him. Give your office back to him. Give your, somebody say, give your problems back to him. That's the beauty. Give your successes back to him. He said, give it back to him. And then as you give it back to him, he goes on and says, in verse 2, he says, that you may prove what? That good. You're looking for good. That's what everybody's looking for. Acceptable. That's what you're looking for. And perfect will of God. But this is the process. I don't need to be smart. I need to be submissive. I need you to lift up your voice and say, Lord, this life, I give it to you. My salvation, I give to you. My current financial situation, I give to you. You came here, there is sickness in your body. Tell the Lord, I surrender it to you. As Nigerians, we say, our country, Nigeria, and our situation, we give it to you. We present it to you. A living sacrifice. We surrender. Yes. Yes. Somebody is here that said some things to you. And it's very painful. Don't meditate on it. Give it to him. Tell him, Lord, you are the mighty God. You are the great I am. You are the wonder-working God. I surrender to you. Someone, there's a battle. There's something ahead of you. Tell the Lord, Lord, <laughs> you are the shepherd and the sheep. I have no defense against this. I have no answer to give in this circumstance. I give it to you. I give it to you. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, because of the message of God, that you present your body, surrender it. That he had, he knows why he made you. Before I knew myself, I, the other day I, I realized, the Lord said to me, when did you even know yourself? Well, I just did 50 years by there. When did I know myself? Do you know how long God knew you before you knew yourself? And then now you want to tell God how to do with you. Tell the Lord, I surrender this life to you. I give it to you. I give it to you. I present my body. I present my life. I present my family. I present my peculiar situation. I present my singlehood. I present my whatever it is. I surrender to you. You are my God. You are my God. Give it to him. Tell him, Lord, I give it to you. I give it to you. I give it to you. you. 
just what you wanted from the beginning. That's what you wanted. I give you my family. I give you my husband. I give you my wife. I give you my pain. I give you my treasures. I give everything to you, Lord. That's what you wanted from the beginning. Take it, oh Lord. Take it, oh Lord. I give you the doctor's report. I give you the debts, the shame, the distress. I give it to you. And I say, Lord, do with me, Lord. Do with me, Lord. Do with me, Lord. As you would, as you wish. I surrender it to you, Lord. I surrender it to you, Lord. I surrender it to you. And then take all of the glory. You deserve it. I give it to you, Lord. Matole Keribanda. Zentele Keribakon. Trust him with it. Trust him with it. You deserve it, Lord. Deserve it, Lord. You deserve it, Lord. To every problem in this world, He said that the works of the Lord, my country, Nigeria, take the glory, take the glory, take the glory for the deliverance of this nation, for the salvation of this nation, for the turnaround of this nation. And so just from the depth of your heart, I want you to say to the Lord, you knew me before I knew me. All that you had in mind for me before I got involved, I step back. I say, Lord, do as you will. (laughs) Somebody is in an office. You're listening to me online. You have a position now. You are pointed somewhere. Tell the Lord, before you place me in this position, you had something in mind for me to do. Lord, let me do it. Let me do it. You sent me here to say, let me say what you sent me to say. The apostle Paul says, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Let the Lord have this life. Lord, have this church. Have this people. Have us, O oh Lord. When you look at us, O oh Lord, let there be a smile on your face. Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Lord will bless you. Lord will bless you. Lord will bless you. And it shall be so. For we have the assurance that whatever we ask according to his will, that he hears us. Father, we thank you for testimonies that will bring glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord somebody. Your 
have been listening to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.